Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Boss Bay Blog Podcast. I'm your host, Katan. I am the CEO and business promotion specialist of BossBayBlog.com, where we focus on elevating, promoting, uplifting, and encouraging awesome small businesses and connecting them with small business supporters. With that being said, we have some amazing guests tonight here to talk about boundaries. The topic of the night is what is one boundary that you had to set either in work, in friendship, in family, in relationship? And what did you learn from that boundary that you set? So I'm going to start it off um, by sharing my boundary that I set, and I'm going to share what I learned from it. So the boundary that I had to set was between um, between clients, inquiries, and I would say friends and family. It was the boundary of a mixture of availability and accessibility, like not always being able to answer every single question Um I had to create a boundary because in the beginning, I worked so hard with my business. And, you know, a lot of you ladies already know me. Uh, A lot of people who are listening to the podcast already know me. I work nonstop. I'm always going. I have four different businesses and you see me everywhere on and off of social media. So, you know, I have this habit of just wanting to grind and keep going and keep going and keep going. And my mind can just keep going. And if I don't make myself stop, then I will continue to go. There's days where I'm so passionate about what I'm doing that I won't stop and take a break to eat. I'll just keep working. And there's nights when I'm supposed to be done promoting businesses at 9 p.m. sharp and I go all the way till 12 midnight still promoting small businesses. And um, Miriam is going to talk about me. Leslie's going to talk about me too when they get on here because they're the main ones always saying that I need somebody to watch me. (laughs) But, you know, that's my habit. And it was an unhealthy habit that I realized I carried from I carried from retail. So let me start with the boundary. When I first worked, everyone could access me at all times. You could call me. You could text me. You could get in my DMs. You can send me a message on my phone, anything, anytime, any time of the day, any time of the night. And I was answering as quickly as I could. And I thought that by doing that and making myself accessible, that I was increasing my chances of sales. But what I was actually doing was decreasing my productivity, which decreased my sales. And it also decreased the quality of work that I was putting out. So I quickly realized that something had to change because I wanted to be the best version of myself. I don't want to feel snappy. I don't want to feel irritated. I don't want to feel upset, you know, when I'm getting ready to talk to my next client and they've done nothing to me. So I had to think like, what is it that needs to change? Something has to change. And I decided that going forward, Monday through Thursdays are my official business days. Those are the days when I'm in office, I'm answering phone calls, I'm answering emails, I'm assisting clients, I'm working on our 24-7 business resource portal. Anytime outside of that time frame, um, you would need to wait until Monday, the following business day, to receive a response or a call from me directly. That Those are the days that I am obligated and I am um, committed. Let me say committed, not obligated, because this is I love doing what I do. But I'm committed to taking care of my clients, Monday through Thursday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, no work. I relax. I kick back. I have a private kickback group with some awesome um, business-owning ladies. We chat, we laugh, we clown, we do all those cool things. And I can just be me and release and not be in business mode all the time. And I created this boundary because um, I came from a work environment where it was like, you know, in retail, depending on where you're working and what the culture is and who your leader is, it can be very stressful. And being someone who was a store manager, then a district trainer, always expected to be available, be reliable, and be consistent with providing results. Even if it wasn't necessarily my fault, I'm still accountable for all results happening in my location and in other locations. So it could be a very stressful um, position. And there were times when I would question sometimes whether or not I was wrong for having my off days. Like, Somebody asked me, hey, we we really need somebody to come in at this other store. And it's not even my store. I have my own store and my store is fully staffed and we're good to go. But if I say no, it's going to seem like I'm not available and I'm not willing to work and I don't take this job serious. And they're going to go find somebody who's willing to do that a little bit more. And when they think of who to give that promotion or that raise, they're not going to think of me. So I worked my butt to the bone. And, you know, everything that I did, I did with a purpose. I took notes. And I was able to utilize that for my future. But I'm looking back at it and there's a lot of nights when I worked like 
almost more than 48 hours. There will be days when I'll go into the store and I'll come in at like 7 a.m. or 9 a.m. in the morning and work all the way until 9 p.m. the next day because there was nobody else to get the job done and I couldn't make any excuses for why it wasn't done. I just had to do it. And sometimes I didn't have team members because I came to stores where they were understaffed and we weren't being trained on how to hire and how to retain top talent. So I just had to get it done. No excuses. Full store. Imagine a huge, um, you guys go shopping all the time, but imagine a huge store in a mall. Um, all the mannequins that go up on the walls, um, all of the light fixtures that need to be changed in those high ceilings, all of the bathrooms that need to be cleaned so customers or um, employees can use it, all of the safety regulations that need to be checked every night so that we don't have um, the marshals coming in or anyone trying to shut us down, all of the light bulbs, all the fixtures, electrician, you name it all coming from a team of two to three people in the beginning of my retail career. And it was extremely strenuous. So that's the kind of work environment that um, I came, I started with. And I grew out of that and I realized what I did wrong. But the boundary that I've set today is that when I'm off, I'm off. And if someone asks me questions about work, I respectfully and kindly direct them to my website or direct them to my contact as information. And sometimes people always ask me this after, well, don't you get people that keep asking? I do. And I just go ahead and redirect them one more time to the information and then I let it go. You don't have to continue to respond to everything. You can take a deep breath and come back when you're available in the business to answer those questions. So that is my, um, my share that I have for any business owners that are struggling with working yourself. Don't work yourself to death. Make sure you take care of yourself because your clients want the best version of you. Uh, the clients who really want to see you win and, and want your services. Um, okay, so now I'm going to transition into the next business owner. She is a travel agent and vacation designer. I'm going to go ahead and bring her on. Her name is Vanya. So Vanya, if you could just go ahead and come on and share um, your experience. Okay, so hi, everyone. I am Vanya with Vanya Travels. <laughs> um, boundaries... Uh, I'm not good at boundaries. <laughs> I mean, um, I grew up like, you know, um, with parents who were strict. So it's like, you know, whatever they said, you know, we did, you know what I mean? So I never knew really how to set boundaries. I did. I never knew how to say no. <laughs> you know, yeah. things, those, the, those things did not come easy for me. But as I grew older, and I started, you know, doing things and I'm like, okay, yeah, we, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't let people kind of like run over you. You know what I mean? So I had to learn um, how to set boundaries. Um, one boundary that I have to set um, in the travel business is everybody's always looking for the hookup. <laughs> <laughs> you're, 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 you know, you're my auntie, you're my bestie, you're my this, you're my that, you know. Yeah, yep. always looking for the hookup. And I just have to explain to people, okay, um, people always ask me, how do you get the best deals, right? They want to know how to get, how do you get the best deal? And I just basically let them know, book as far out as you can. If you know that you want to go away for the summer of 2023, Please don't wait till May. Because <laughs> guess what? All the good deals. Bye-bye. They done gone. Okay. The smart people know. Bye -bye. If you if you if you if you're looking for summer of 2023, you start looking from summer of 2022. Yep. Okay. So I always let people know. My clients always ask me, how do I get the best deal? So the best way for you to get a great deal. As soon as something comes out, like, let's talk about cruise ships, you know, um, Madame Cruise, okay? The minute a cruise opens, okay, that's when you book because all the cabins are free, all the cabins are open, and that's when you're going to get the best price. And guess what? Another thing that's awesome that I do for my clients there's always sales. So when the sales come on, like let's say you booked and there's a sale that comes and there's a better price, that's what I do. I go and I get you that price. But you can't expect the hookup when you want to go away tomorrow. 
You want to go to work tomorrow and you can't understand why it's $2,000 because, <laughs> you know, but my thing is, I just, the boundaries I had to set was to just let people know. If you want to go away, come to me early. Don't come get, don't, you know, because I can get you a better price. And not only can I get you a better price, if a better price comes while you're waiting for your trip, trust, I will negotiate to get you that better price. Okay. So my thing is, um, like I said, if you know you want to go away, you want to get the best bang for your buck, please don't call your travel agent and say, I want to go away tomorrow. Can you get me a deal for $200? Don't do that. Because now nah, I'm sorry, but I can't. I have to say, sorry, I can't do it. So, <coughs> so, so, no way. I'm sorry, I cannot ignore um, I hear him over here in the background doing these dances. Yes. Yes. Clearly, this is a relatable topic. Because we, we're bonding, we're bonding. You know, one travel agent to another travel agent, we bonding, we bonding. Yep. So, so my thing is, if you want to go away, don't call your travel agent and say, I want to go away tomorrow and expect to go away for $300 and expect a flight and an all exclusive and, you know, round trip transfers. Not yeah. gonna, it's not going to. My thing is, if you can book early, book early. I know sometimes you can't. But just be aware that if you can't book early and you have to book, you know, closer to when you want to travel, or maybe you didn't have the time off, you didn't think you were going to have the time off, and then you had the time off, just be open, be open, be yeah. open to the yeah. price being a little bit more than what you want to spend. And if it was, if it's something that you want to do, then, 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 hooray. But yes. That's that's Vanya with Vanya Travels. Deuces. Vanya. Vanya, I do have one question when it comes to that. So you got me laughing so hard because clearly um Miriam is really feeling what you're saying right now. Yes. But um I I want to know, so okay, so my question with the boundaries thing is like where what does that talk look like for people who are in that industry or just in the industry in general? where they have friends and family who are always trying to get that discount and they're well, uncomfortable with the conversation. Well, you just have to explain to them um, what I offer to my clients is the same thing that I can offer to you. I don't, I don't own the airline. I don't own the hotel. I don't own the cruise line. I can't say I'm going to give you 50% off because then who going to pay that? Me? Mm, no. So you, <laughs> you <clears throat> I basically just let them know the price that I'm offering you, trust and believe. I worked my hardest to find this price for you. I didn't just put it in one time or two times and say, oh, okay, yeah, that's the price. Trust. I did my research, I checked my vendors, and I when I give you a price. That is the best price that I can find for you. A lot of times I find even higher, but I trust. I, I, I'm, I'm on YouTube. I'm on TripAdvisor. I'm on this. I'm on that. Before I come to you with a hotel, because if I look at YouTube and I see a hotel and it's not someplace that I'm going to stay at, I'm not sending you there. That's one thing, too. I will not send a client, a friend, a family, to any resort, to any cruise line, to any anything, if I wouldn't stay there. If I wouldn't stay there, my peoples ain't staying there. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Okay, well, I, I thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and thank you so much for talking about that because I do feel like it's not, it's not something that um, some business owners get to really hear a lot and they just kind of take the fall, like give the discount or, you know, give in. And then in, at the end of the day, you don't really have profit from that. And what people don't realize is that 
a lot of small businesses don't come out of deficit until the, the last five to seven years of them having a business. So in those first five to seven years is the most crucial time. And if you're given discount, 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 when that, when that COVID unfortunately comes, when whatever those circumstances comes, that's going down, 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 because, right. you know, you haven't prepared yourself, you haven't supported your business and you're not making any profit. You're just basically, you know, barely making ends meet. And I always right. ask business owners before you give that discount, ask yourself, am I making enough to run my business right now? And if you can't say that my business expenses are made and covered, then you can't, you can't afford a discount. You can't afford to give a discount out. That's just, that's one one last thing as well. I always, always offer trip insurance. Mm -hmm. And the people always tell me, I'm not sick. You don't know what could happen. You know what I mean? You yeah. don't know. You might have to. The trip insurance doesn't cover you just for if you become sick. What if there's a, what if the flight gets canceled? What if there's an interruption with your cruise? What if your luggage gets lost? Trip insurance covers you for a whole lot, not just if you get sick. And you don't know, before you go away, you might get sick while you're on vacation. You might get sick. Yeah. So you, 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 we never know with what's, what, what's going on outside. You know what I mean? So that's one thing. I push that, push that, push that trip insurance and a lot of times that's an, another thing they don't want to they don't want it they don't want it because I'm young I'm good I'm good I'm like okay but you you have to sign a waiver to say that I offered it to you and you chose not yeah, to get yeah. it so that when you come back you can't come and say well why didn't you offer mm -hmm. yeah okay and yes that is Vanya Travels <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you, Vanya. Look, she let us know, point blank, period. <laughs> so there you have it. You have heard from one business professional who is in the travel industry, um, how you can handle, you know, boundaries when it comes to friends and family and just getting them to understand that, you know, Yes, I, I do um, work in this industry, but that doesn't mean that I can go and give everybody these crazy discounts. I take care of my customers, my clients, and they all get the same treatment. So become a client and you'll get that same special treatment and you have the best of the best. So now that we have listened to Vanya, we are actually going to move to another business professional and her name is Leslie. She is coming from L Little Financial Services. So Leslie, if you could come on and, and share your topic um, of friends and family and you know availability, things of that nature, let us know what you have to say. Hey everybody, my name is Leslie. And yes, friends and family and some clients sometimes. <laughs> Y'all gotta understand <laughs> that with a small business and it's one person, we can't answer every single question. If you come to me and say, call me, hey, Leslie, I need a quote. I just can't do a quote for you right now. You, uh, you got to understand those things take time. I got to figure out if you may have four kids, a husband, your husband may have health conditions, you may have health conditions, the kids. I need to take time to work up something for you. I need to find out what your budget is because at the same time, I can just sit here and say, okay, and just put you in a plan, but that's not what I do. I need to make sure my financial analysis of you and your family household is correct. So you have to um, you have to be respectful of my time. Just because you know me doesn't mean that I can drop everything that I'm doing to cater to your needs. Be <laughs> be respectful enough. If I send you a link and say, "Hey, yeah, I'll be more than happy to help you. Just go here, book your appointment, and I'll be more than happy to help you." But sometimes people get offended when you just don't drop what you're doing and do what it is they want you to do. And I guess because I'm a people person, so I'm very friendly. And I used to be like that. Yeah, girl, let me go ahead and do it now. What should you do? And then I'm like, I'm doing all this, giving my time for you either not to respond after I do it or set a time after so I can explain to you what I just did. I'm going through breaking down a document, writing it out for you and your children. And you tell me, I'll get back with you. You don't even know what I just did. You don't, you don't know that lingo. 
you, you don't know nothing that I just did for you and uh, your child. I could be signing your life over and you tell me, okay, I'll get back with you. I wasn't even trying to help. I wasn't even trying to get a purchase out of you. I'm trying to explain to you what I did for you and your child so you can know how I financially set you guys up. But you're already telling me I'll get back with you. Do you understand what I did? <laughs> and, and I have to go back to Vanya and his discount. Y'all, there are no discounts with insurance. Oh, there's no discounts with life insurance at all. I don't, you're buying money. You're buying tax-free money that you can utilize while you are living or in the event of a loss, depending on how you get your policy set up. So please don't ask a life insurance agent for a discount. You just tell them what your budget is and they work from there. But yeah, <laughs> y'all. Help, help us out. <laughs> but, but I love my friends and family. But the thing about it is um, when it comes to financial literacy, is it's actually heartbreaking. Um, a lot of stuff that we don't know. I've always been in a business in the business background and had a little financial bit um, my background is in accounting, but we sleep on life insurance. Like people say they struggling, they trying to get their kids through school. It's things that you can set your kids up for and you can be debt free. Every child is not an athlete. Every child is not um, academically where they can get a scholarship. So what if they don't get financial aid? There are things that you can set them up on to be able to like, okay, I don't have to tell, tell my child no when they go to school or if they want to go to school because I heard from a little financial service or she helped me set them up. But yeah, you got to be, just be respectful of the person's time, be respectful of what they got to do. And it's, it's not that they're blowing you off. You don't know everything that it entails and go into their, their job of making sure they get everything right for you. It's just not a, okay, let me get back with you in two minutes and I have it for you. No, a, a good financial person or a good travel agent, a good business consultant is going to say, hey, let me sit down. Let me get some information from you. Let me work something back up. What, um, let me work something up for you. Then I'll get back with you and you'll let me know whether this works for you or not. If it doesn't, let me go back to the drawing board. But yeah, I'm like, Vanya, L Little Financial Services, I'm out. <laughs> Help me help you. <laughs> oh, but you make some really good points. And I think that you make a really amazing point that a lot of people do not think about. We're in this world of like instant gratification. So people just think like, I see this, I want it, I'm going to get it now. And they're not thinking about the process that it takes to receive that from an actual human versus an AI or a machine. When you have a human going and doing the research and sitting down and deciding what works best for you and not just a computer filling out a survey, it's a completely different experience. So we as humans still have our family lives, our outside lives that we have to take care of. And then we get in and we take care of business as well, but we have other clients and we're not using a machine. So I, I do like the fact that you bring that up and the whole point of like, no, no one's trying to blow you off. It's that our brains can only take so much information. As a small business owner, we are doing everything. You know, you are running your business. You are promoting your brand. You're answering your emails. You're calling your customers back. You're calling about um, issues and errors that are going on. I'm calling about um, errors on websites. And I'm like, I can't wait until I finish training my assistant because you're just doing everything all at once. And so people, all they see is, uh, go go to that link and do that when you get a chance. And all they hear is, oh, I'm too good to take care of you. But what the reality is, I'm too, I'm too overwhelmed to continue to overwhelm myself. I have to set boundaries so that I can be able to take care of you the right way. So you don't get a policy and I'm writing a policy for you and your daughter and, and you don't even have a child. And you know, you're like, <laughs> what is it? Because I'm just, I'm just going crazy, you know, cause I'm not able to manage my business. So I think that that's a really great point. Um, for both sides like we have to sometimes remember like it's not people aren't you know there's no no ill will and there's no ill intentions people really love to get inquiries as a small business owner that's my favorite word can we sit down can we have a conversation let's talk can I sign up where do I do this that's like my favorite conversation to have it's just that I have to stay organized if I don't stay organized 
you won't get the best version of Boss Bay Blog or My Beauty Coach or Katan Paul. You won't get the best version of that. You will get a watered down version of, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to look at it real right, right quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Okay, pull it up real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks good. And then five days later, be like, Katan told me that this was the right way to go. And this is looking kind of crazy. So, you know, it's just about setting those boundaries mentally because you can't be all over the place. And I had to tell, when you said that, you reminded me of something. I had to tell someone that because it was a friend and she was asking for business advice. <clears throat> Don't ask me why, because, you know, she knew what that consultation link is, but she was asking for business advice. And I was like, okay, <laughs> look, y'all yeah, had the clown a little bit. But she was asking for business advice. And I was thinking in my head, like, I'm not even in the right frame of mind right now. Like, I'm in a personal, dealing with personal, real life stuff right now. And you're asking about your business. So I said, let's just talk about it another time. And I think she did take it in an offensive way. Like, you know, oh, you don't want to talk to me. But I had to tell her, <clears throat> my mind is not always on business. So you're coming to me about business. I could very well be dealing with something really serious right now. And I'm giving you... um feedback and business insight at a from a place where I'm not professionally ready to take care of you at that moment. So it's best to just schedule a consultation so I can prepare, take my notes like I do every consultation versus me trying to take care of you in the moment and drop everything that I'm doing. So Leslie, that's a really good point. Um, but one, yeah, one, you said it. One quick thing that I want to piggyback on. What Go you ahead, Vanya. No, 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 seriously. Um, what I want to piggyback on what you were saying, why are people afraid to book consultation? Do they not realize that when we're asking them to book a consultation, it's because you want to devote that time to understand what it is that they want yeah. so that they can get what it is they want. It, they think that, I'm, I, I don't know, are they afraid that we're going to do the hard sell? When yes. We yes. The reason they are. Book a consultation is because you want to devote that time. When they're afraid. Doing, they're like, okay, wait, but if you give me five minutes of your time right now, but I'm like, but maybe I'm working on another client right now. And the reason we ask for you to book a consultation is so that we can devote that time yeah. that you deserve and that we want to give you. Okay. Yeah, I do think you make a really great point. And I do think that they are afraid because even though we also live in that world of instant gratification, we also live in that world of bombarding where everybody from every business and every universe is bombarding the heck out of you. Look, I had to make sure I kept it clean. The heck out of you. So you could be trying to relax and somebody, I'll give you a perfect example. I'm just relaxing outside on my one off day, my one little measly off day that I get from working myself to death. And then I hear a ding dong. Okay, maybe it's just the mail. Go to the mail, you know, open the door. Hi, how's your roof looking? Oh, um, you know, my roof is looking great. I'm not really looking for any, any roof assistance right now, but well, you know, we happen to be in the area and we could just give you a free little looky-do, you know, and let you know, okay, that's really nice, but I'm actually just not available right now, you know, so I'll do it later. Well, did you want to have a pamphlet? Did you, did you know we were in town? Did you, what? So who's the homeowner here? Yeah, I, it doesn't matter because I, I'm interested, but could we maybe just do another day? But well, here's my card. I'm gonna give you my card and I'm gonna tell you my number. And then I'm gonna tell you a little bit more information regardless of how many times you said that you weren't available at the moment. We're gonna talk for a good 30 to 40 minutes. And so you have to kind of be, you don't wanna be too rude to people. You don't wanna be disrespectful. You, you know, you try to keep that balance. You're dealing with strangers. You don't know who you're talking to at any given time. But at the same time, that's why people don't want to get in the rooms and the consultations because they're scared that you're not going to let me go when I'm ready to go. And you're going to try to drag me into something that I'm not wanting and I'm going to get something that I wasn't ready for. But at the same time, they have to understand that you're dealing with when you're dealing with a legitimate small business owner, their number one priority is taking care of you. So you're not going to get somebody who's going to be playing games with you or giving you one thing when they said they were going to give you another thing. They're going to make sure they deliver what you guys talked about delivering and they're going to find ways to make you happy. So I think that they're used to that type of selling. And when you hear business, that's the first thing that comes to mind. They're not used to the, that 
that really passionate and caring small business owner who's going to take their time to make sure they're taken care of. Because if I'm being honest, um, Vanya, I worked at a lot of different retail brands and I can't tell you how many times, you know, we had to still sell something when that customer was like, leave me alone. Like I'm at that cash wrap thinking in my head, I know this woman don't want me to ask her again. Does she want this item? I know she doesn't want this item because she just said she was ready to leave. But the person standing behind me is about to tell me, ask her again, ask her again. And I'm looking at this woman in her eyes and this woman is looking at me like, if you ask me one more time before we check out these products. And I'm thinking in my head, like, <laughs> you want yeah, that magazine, you, you know, know you but want, it's my job. You know, you want that magazine. Yeah. You know, so I'm like looking at this woman, like, do I say the words? Do I just check her out? So I'm like, G -g 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 did you want to go ahead and look at some of our perfume? And, <laughs> and the customer is like, no, thank you. You know, like just as kind as she could possibly be after saying for the third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth time that she's ready to leave because she has to go to her daughter's graduation and she doesn't have time to sit and wait. So that kind of stuff rubs people the wrong way. And let me, let me make sure I clarify. That's not every brand's culture, but when you hire people who don't necessarily have that training on how to assess what people need and understand what they're telling you they need, you get managers or leaders like that who force that upon everyone and you feel pressured to deliver that. So if my leader is telling me, you better ask her again, but she just said that she has to go to a funeral, ask her again, but she just said that her car broke down, ask her again. She just said, don't talk to me, ask her again. You know, you get people like that that's one of the reasons why customers, they don't want to deal with anybody. At the end of the day, they want to go home. They want to relax. They don't want to open that door for nobody. They don't want to answer that phone for anybody. And they don't want to look at those text messages because that's what you're going to get. Uh, I'm here to call you about your car's extended warranty. That's what you're going to get. So you know what I mean? Nobody wants to deal with that. <laughs> and half the time, I don't have a car extended warranty. Y'all have the wrong number. So Vanya, great question and great point. I see both sides for the customers. We're tired. We don't want to be bothered about stuff that we didn't sign up for. And we don't want to be tricked into something that we weren't expecting. But for the business owners, I see the side of like, we're passionate and we're here to take care of the customer. So it's just about people, you know, bridging that gap and understanding that it's about who you work with. If you go and book through a certain travel agency or whatever, and you don't get what you're looking for, that doesn't mean that booking with a personalized travel agent isn't going to get you a great experience. You know what I mean? If you go and book uh, or you go purchase life insurance through your business and you have a negative experience because you find out they can't cover you as an employee anymore, that doesn't mean that going to a, a private or an individual life insurance agent doesn't mean that you're not going to get a great experience just because that happened to you before. So I think that's, you know, that's a really great point. Okay, so did anyone want to piggyback off of that? Or are we ready to move on to um, the next amazing business owner tonight? We good? Okay, cool. We good. I see all thumbs up. Okay, so now that we've talked to Leslie, we're going to go ahead and move to Miriam. And Miriam is going to share some insight. She's also a travel expert. So I'm excited to hear what she has to say about this topic of setting boundaries and what you learned through that process. Great evening. Great evening. My name is Miriam Jackson of Travel with MJ. And I'm coming with this one from a little bit of a different perspective. Um, guys. Ladies, gentlemen, whoever you are that is listening to this podcast, um, I will say half of your small business owners are still employees at the end of the day. Okay, Now, education, probably the number one field where you are encouraged to give more than your contracted hours. And I can only speak for an educator because that's what I am. Now, the biggest boundary that I've had to set was not making myself so accessible at every point in the day. It is absolutely draining to always be available. I am not a doctor. I am not a nurse. I am not on call. I, I am not on call, okay? Those professions require you to be on call certain times of the week. I'm not that, okay? Story time. So I used to tell my students, oh, you can reach me on my Remind. Here's my Remind. It's connected to my phone. My email is also connected to my phone. So if you have a question, just shoot me a message. I'll be available. Yeah, that was great until I got messages at nine o'clock at night when I'm getting ready to go to sleep. 
Um, that was great until I rolled over the next morning and had about five messages um, because students waited until the last minute to turn in their work and they got hit with uh, technology issues and now their work is late and now they're expecting me, oh, can you not take off the 10%? No. Because if you had listened to what I said the first time, you wouldn't be here. Okay? Now you're going to take this 10% L and sit down somewhere. Okay? Now, to be honest, although I said that I need to stop making myself so successful, I just followed through completely with that rule. I've eliminated email off of my phone. My work email. Completely. Everybody, let's get a round of applause. Let's just, I want I want everybody to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Hear that clapping right there. Yes. Okay. Yeah, she over there bowing. <laughs> Taking a bow. I have to, because that was the hardest thing for me. It was like, okay, I won't use the remind anymore. Okay, I'll refer them to my course messages in Blackboard, but you still have a handful of students who think that they're just going to go against the grid and email you over here. And like little old me, I was looking at them, I was responding to them, and I just had to stop. So now I have no more access. When I shut down, at whatever time I decide to shut down, I am through with work. Why? I have to come home and work in my business. You know, I can't be all this, I can't be teacher 24-7, I still have to be business owner. And I, I tell my students that I was like, I am not always available. I have this going on. I have that going on. Plus I'm here. So that was the biggest boundary that I needed to set for myself, because if I'm always answering school related messages, I can't get a client to get booked because I'm I'm over here reading why, you know, uh, Jake didn't turn in his paper. Or I'm over here reading why Ashley um, didn't have Internet, you know. I had to set those boundaries. And if with that, it required my students to learn that A, I am not always available. B, I am not these K-12 teachers who, you know, will accept any and everything when you throw it at them. Uh, no, there are deadlines because there are things that I need to meet as well. So no, you cannot reach me 24 seven. I cannot allow you to take my time. Because I'm still running a business over here. And when I'm not running a business, I'm working my part-time job. I don't have time. I'm sorry, I didn't say that loud enough. I don't have time. And I need for everybody to understand that. You don't have to respect it. I understand that everybody's going to respect that rule. Not everybody's going to like that rule. But I need you to understand it and know that I'm not available. Thank you. Okay, yeah, we got to give you some snaps. Everybody's snapping in the room right now. Yes, look, snap, claps. He said you got to respect it, but I need you to understand it. That's like that mama talk, y'all. Like when your mama tell you something, she said, look, you don't have to listen, but I need you to understand what the consequences are when you don't listen. But like, no, I need you to comprehend this. I need you to know this because, hey, you know, it's just you might the, have a question. You might have a question Sunday night at, you know, for I mean Sunday afternoon at four o'clock and you're assigned to do it within the next seven hours. Um, you expect for me to be at my kitchen table waiting for you like this? Because <laughs> it's not happening. I'm so sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. no. You know what? And you're so right. And there's so many things that you hit the nail on, like the the topic of the um emails. The sending out emails and stuff, it's so hard not to look at emails when you have it attached to your phone. It really is. And that's something yes. that I had to slowly start deleting because, you know, I got four businesses. So I had an excuse each time why I needed to keep one email. So I was like, okay, I'll take off the electronics email, but let me just keep my beauty coach up because I might have a client. Oh okay, I'll God. take my beauty somebody's coach off. Emailing me from, yeah. Somebody's emailing me from somewhere. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, my God. Long. 
And it's like, you you don't even realize how much you do it. You don't even realize how much you just, oh, let me check my phone, let me do this. But the reality is that when you're off, you need to be off and present, doing whatever it is that you enjoy doing on your personal time, whether that be building your business, taking care of your family, treating yourself, whatever it is that you're doing. So um, you, may, you hit some really great points. And then I also want to just commend you because I know that it's hard in, in any profession when you're someone who is sticking to the rules and you're sticking to what you what you state you're going to do. Um, when you're working with team members, when you're the leader, when people are looking up to you, it's hard to be that person because everybody is going to hate that person pretty much. Everybody's going to have something to say about that person. And you're always looked at as like, oh, she's just trying to make it harder. But the reality is that you you teach people a very important lesson, which is that in life, sometimes things are going to happen regardless of how you feel about them. And you you make a choice. You either elevate and fix whatever you need to fix so you can make it happen for yourself or you sit and you complain about how you want things to change and they pass you by. So those are the two choices you have in life with every situation that is placed in front of you. So that you're that is not in your control, you gotta choose. So um, a lot of times people don't get that lesson because they're around a lot of co-signers. That's what I like to call it. Y'all don't really hear me say that a lot because this is more of like a self-care topic, but I use this word a lot, co-signers, enablers, people who sit and act like it's okay when in reality, in real life, people are not going to treat you with that same personalization. They're not. So if, if someone tells you, I got a million dollars for you, but I need you to get me this by this by this, and you come back and you're like, hey, I know the deadline's fast, but uh, can I get that million dollars? You're not getting the money. You're not getting the money. And because you had someone who was co-signing on these behaviors, making you think that it was okay for you not to hold yourself to those standards and try to execute what has been given to you, the guidelines, you thought that you were going to be able to get by on that. And everybody's not going to treat you the same way in this world. And that's the biggest right. lesson that your students and, and anyone who's around you will be able to learn. That's something that my mother taught me. You know, she got a lot of scrutiny for it growing up. A lot of people had a lot of things to say about how she raised me. Like, oh, you, you just don't let her do this. You don't let her do that. And that's crazy. But what she taught me is that when you grow up, there's going to be situations that you may not have you may not enjoy and you're just going to have to find a way to get to what you're trying to do. You have to make it work. You have to move past it. And if there's a guideline given to you, even if you don't like it, get the guideline done because there's a chance that if you get it done, you're going to get what you're looking for. So those mm -hmm. are the things that, you know, I grew up on and I appreciate that, that, um, that strength in a person, that backbone, as I would call it, you know, to be able to say, this is what I'm sticking to and this is what I'm going to do. So, right. you know, congratulations right. to you. I just want to clap again to say you want to know it's actually thank you I appreciate it because it was really hard to disconnect my email from my phone but here's the yeah. most ironic part about all this I'm going back to what you said a, a couple minutes ago this was self-imposed yep I didn't have to have my email attached to my phone it was convenient to have it attached to my phone I remember my very first year being my second year now, I've almost been, this is almost year five for me. So, you know, this has been a long time. Uh, yeah. My supervisor saw me still in my office. Um, I was tying up some loose ends and he told me and these words stick in my head until this day, you don't get paid for more than 40 hours. <laughs> You're a state employee. And I had to think about that. You're a state employee. And if you are a state employee, state of Georgia, state of New Jersey, state of New York, state of wherever, you don't get paid overtime. Yeah. You don't get you don't get 40, you don't get time and a half if you decide that you want to, you know, stay two hours later. Uh you get a kudos, you might get a pat on the back. Not uh, the kudos. Not but the you kudos, just gave away okay. two hours for free because you're not getting paid for it. Yeah. So I remember those words to this day. And now my supervisor has been in education for about 15 years now. So for somebody of that caliber to say, you don't get paid for no more than 40 and left it at that, not, oh, but it'll be appreciated if you, oh, I think you'll do a, you'll be looked at greater if you, no. Yep. He said, you don't get paid for no more than 40 hours and that's it he dropped the mic and walked out <laughs> and i said okay and from that that's day received. from that day i understood the assignment you get what okay. you get <laughs> you Look, get what you get 
So I guess I'm going to ask, um, I don't know if, I know I asked Vanya, I can't remember if I asked Leslie, but just to give that insight to people who do struggle with this topic, what does that dialogue look like when you say, oh, this is the times that I'm available and they come back still trying to talk to you in those those hours? What does the dialogue look like? Um, the conversation for me, it starts in my class syllabus um, because if it's not in black and white, it didn't happen. If it's not in black and white, I didn't say it. Um, if it's not in black and white, you can always dispute A, B, C, D, E. And that's yeah. with, you know, education. That's with money. That's with legalities. That's with all that. Uh, what that looks like for me is in my syllabus, I say, um, in caps, you know, capital letters, uh, highlighted, all that good stuff. Um, if you have any questions pertaining to any assignments, it will be best for you to ask these questions before Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. After that time, I'm unavailable. And it also looks like for me, uh, my automatic replies on my email account, uh, where I say, students, if you are in one of my classes, please refer your course, your messages to my course mail, and they mm -hmm. will be answered on Monday in the order of receipt. Gotta clarify, on Monday, because, um, yeah, no, in the order of receipt. So if you are message number 10, guess what? There are nine people in front of you. That's after I get out of class. And that's after I get to those nine other people who are ahead of you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so it that's starts. What, that's what it looks like for me, for my online. In class, I tell them, hey. I have a full-time job. This is my full-time. I have a part-time. I work a business. So the excuses that I'm hearing from you, I don't want to hear. However, um, when I leave out of this classroom, I'm done. <laughs> you can ask me to stay a little bit after, give me about five minutes. You can come in my office hours, but um, don't ask me no questions, especially if you didn't ask and you sitting right here in my face. And And, and that's it. Yeah. Appreciate me while I'm available. Don't just take it for granted. I, and I it's really, really bad with dual enrollment students because my dual enrollment babies. <sighs> Listen, we might have to save that for the next one. You know, yeah. I think I just got elevated just thinking about that story right there. I'm gonna, <laughs> I know. I'm I felt the blood pressure rising. I felt everything rising. It got hot on my end. So I knew something wasn't right. Yeah. We're going to pause on that one. Okay. We're going to come back that. to that. But I yeah. do like the fact that you, you talked about it starts in the beginning. It starts on black and white on paper. So it's already established that these are the expectations. So that's another really great response. Um, Leslie, I don't remember if I asked you, but what does that dialogue look like between you and family when they're not necessarily understanding that you can't stop what you're doing? So I'm your family member and we're having a family dinner. And this is the third time that I've asked you to uh, do a quote for me and you're eating right now and you're on your Facebook. So I lean over and I say, hey, while you're in there, can you tell me how much it would cost for this <laughs> for this policy? <laughs> I would love to. I'm about to text you my link so you can go and schedule a consultation. And they'll look at me crazy and I'm like, look at you crazy. We can finish <laughs> how you want to do it. See, yeah, first of all, it was the fact that you leaned this over because typically that's not how it's happening. It's one of those. Right. So you can't answer my or so I asked you uh right or I'll be at I'll be at work and I'm like Leslie how much it is I'm gonna get some insurance from you I don't want that too expensive but you got a car you got five kids you got a house that probably two hundred thousand dollars but you, what you want a ten thousand dollar policy make it make sense my job is to put you in a plan that is beneficial for you and your husband because say if something happens to you ten thousand dollars a funeral doesn't cost that much but you're not thinking about the the life after you're gone Who's going to continue to pay to be if both of y'all are bringing in $7,000 a month and somebody lose their life and is where it was 14,000. Now it's 7,000. You got to think about the mortgage, 
the mortgage um, insurance, the car insurance, the car note, if it's more than one, the kids' extracurricular activities, they got to eat. This and that. So you want to set your family up in a plan where it's continuously growing. So if something happens, you have that money that will actually be there when you pass away, let you know you have that piece of my, my family's good. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you basically yeah. just try to let them know, like, I'm really trying to help you out type of thing. And then you also send that link directly. So we got to send the link directly. We got um, make sure that you communicate it from the beginning in the black and white. These are the days that are I'm available. So you can give them that little card or whatever mm -hmm. you're going to give them. Um, and then Vanya also talked about the importance of just trying to explain it. Like, you know, whatever, become a client, you know, become a client so I can treat you like I treat my clients and you can get that best deal. So um, what we want to do is move on now to our next business owner, Rika, and she is coming on to share um, a little bit of insight about her experience with boundaries and talk about, um, you know, what she what she did to overcome that and what she learned from that. But before um, you do that, Rika, could you just introduce yourself to everyone here? Because this is my first time being able to like talk with you in person and stuff. So we'd love to know more about who you are and, you know, why you decided to start your business. Hi, I'm Rika. So um, I'm an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur since 2020. Um, it all started from me working as an account executive for six years. But while I was there, I used to be on their own their computers just looking up ways to become rich, you know, because I was tired of working. So um working there for six years and then the pandemic hit. I was laid off for six months and then let go. So I just took pretty much my savings from my 401k. Um, I invested in um, selling clothes, plus size women clothes. And it took off actually. Um, this is Hit Them Angles. That's my clothing wear for plus size um, women. And then um, I was actually pregnant while I was selling clothes and I was just meeting people or they'll come to me. So I was like, okay, it's going good. I want to get a storefront. So when I got the storefront, my whole vision changed and I just had my baby. So I couldn't really be in and out, you know, um, you know, with customers and stuff like that. It was during the pandemic and stuff. So I pretty much constructed my commercial front and made six rooms and started renting it out to tenants and stuff like that. Um, and which is still going on. Yesterday was actually my grand opening of my um private suite for them. Yay. But um I'm always I always been, you know, wanting to help, you know, help people and stuff like that because I'm also a convicted felon. Mm -hmm. So um and it took me a while to even, you know, get that job I had for six years and stuff like that. Um, so I pursued, I always wanted to do real estate. So it was, it was actually crazy because, you know, I have, I'm a felon and I wanted to be a real estate agent. So it was hard for me to obtain my license. You know, I had to pretty much go through hell to get it I had to get someone to write a letter and you know they did approve me and I do have my license so now I'm a realtor and I started credit repair as well um Yay. recently it launched February um but um I just want to help people um I'm actually going to speak to some children you know I've been through hell I was in domestic I, I went through domestic violence and all this you know 10 years ago I lost everything um so where i'm at right now it took a lot to get where i'm at but um i just want to use my platform to pretty much help people and that's the reason why i started my private suite you know helping people just to live their life you know ownership you know become a boss um you know beat the odds you know i did it you can do it it's motivation 
So congratulations to you because you definitely have hit a lot of amazing achievements. And um, Thank you. you definitely are someone who is a fighter and you're here to make sure that things happen because for a lot of people when the pandemic hit, that was like, oh, I just got to shut down business. That's just it. We're done. Close the doors and that's it. But the fact yeah. that you took that and you decided to turn it into something that, you know, you could rent out to business owners to go and, you know, cut hair or do whatever business that they're trying to do in that building. That's amazing. So congratulations. And I'm glad that you felt comfortable enough to share your story because I know someone else is going through something like that and they're listening and it's going to affect them in a positive way. So yeah, thank you. Thank you again. Uh, so now that we've talked a little bit about, you know, you know, what you do and your story, why don't you share with us that whole boundaries thing? Like what, what do you want to talk about as far as one boundary that you had to set and what did you learn from doing that? Um, just like I was saying, you know, I always want to help people. So I'm always trying to, I'm always trying to go above and beyond and help people. So if you're telling me you're struggling or you need help, you know, I'm a, I'm a take out of myself you know, just to put you up, you know, I'm always motivating people and stuff like that. So when it comes to, you know, like my private suites, that especially, I'm always, you know, trying to be lenient with them. And I do have a lease, you know, and that's what I had to set boundaries, you know, okay, this is the lease. This is what we have to go by. You know, I can't keep letting late fees go by. You have to tell me like a week in advance when you're leaving or if you're going to be charged that, you know, and they try to get high style, but okay, this is the lease, you know? <laughs> you know so yes. I definitely you know. had to set those boundaries with them. Yeah, it, it's tough. And you're like a, a true giver. I can, I can tell I, I have a sense of that. Like you are really about doing that. And so when it comes to people that are like all about giving, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people. I got that from my mother. You have to put that limit. Like you have to put that wall up because if you don't, you'll just keep going and going and going. Yeah. And look back like, how did I end up here with this suite and nobody in it because nobody, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, it's a really um tough battle for a lot of people because you want to help people, you want to empower them. But the question that always comes when it talks about boundaries is how far am I able to give to you before I'm hurting myself? So, right. you know, I love the fact that you were able to just say, okay, you know, we're just going to go ahead and turn it into a lease and we're going to put it on paper. That's something that definitely has helped me too with like boundaries, like, okay, let's get a contract. Let's make it official. Let's come up with like, you know, what the expectations are for both parties, what you're expecting from me and what I'm expecting from you. So nobody's, um, you know, nobody's questioning it because the fact that you're even able to do that and create a place for entrepreneurs is truly amazing. And there's not... There's not, I mean, there are people that are doing it now and it's becoming a little bit more, um, what's the word, more uh, accessible. But at one point in time, it wasn't as accessible. And if you wanted yeah. to go and like book a spot or book a place, you got to go get your building or you got to go through a whole bunch of stuff that, you know, you don't have to go through today to be able to do that. Yeah. So you're creating a space for them to be able to do that. So that is truly amazing. For anyone who's listening though, Thank can you. you tell us, um, you're very welcome. Can you tell us one more time what um, states you're located in? I'm in Orlando, Florida. Okay, okay. Man, I thought I was going to swing by. Mm. <laughs> Where are you located? Texas. Texas. Okay. <laughs> what but that's city? Okay, though. You said what? What city? Dallas, DFW. So okay. yeah, that's my area, DFW, Dallas, Plano, Texas. Those are all the areas that I um pretty much do my events in, that I take care of customers. And um honestly, funny enough, I didn't start there. Like when I started and opened my business, a lot of my first customers came from all around different states, you know, in the US, but DFW okay. is like my core area. But no, um, I, I'm still glad that I know though, because if I'm ever in that area or if I know someone that's in that area who's trying to get like a location, I can talk to them, maybe let them know that you are um, looking at, if you're ever opening up, you know, or handing out leases or anything like that, I could tell them to talk to you. Or okay. You. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So it's, you said Orlando, Florida. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. I do know a few business owners that are in Florida, so I will um, actually let them know. And one of them, I'm so glad that we had in this talk because one of them is actually in the cosmetic and beauty industry. Um, and okay. so she was talking about um, how she was maybe thinking she might do it and get into it because she's really talented. She does 
um, hair. She does um, makeup. She can do a lot. So I'm going to let her know. I'm going to give her your information. Um, okay, thank you. Reach out to you. Yeah, of course. Hopefully she's not too far because I know Florida is not one small place, but we, we still going to. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's that's really awesome. And I'm, I'm glad that you talked about that topic because we've all been through it where, you know, you, you've tried to, okay, sure. Well, I'll give you a little bit of time or sure we could do that. But then you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. time to change things up. <laughs> so I love the fact that you mm -hmm. brought that up. So I guess what Definitely. I want to ask is for people who are in your, people who are trying to be where you're at or who are already going through maybe what you've experienced, what does that dialogue look like? How do you start that conversation when, okay, maybe you, you have somebody and they haven't paid yet and you already told them like, okay, just let me know ahead of time or we can't do any more late fees. How do you have that conversation proactively? Um, So pretty much I give you two days to get it together. If nothing is going on then I'll send you a text. Um, If nothing goes on then you're going to receive a letter on your door. Yeah. So basically just nice, straight to the point and, um, you know, mm -hmm. bullet by bullet communication. And I think yeah. that's the best way to do it sometimes. Cause like you said, people can get, it's their business, it's their passion. People can get really heated. They can get upset because they're, they're seeing you as maybe she's just trying to attack me, but that's not what it is. It's just that I have to run my business too. We yeah, have to keep definitely. open. So, mm -hmm. um, I like that professionalism straight to the point and direct. So I do yeah. want to Say, um, that's just like what um Marion was saying you know I have deadlines too I have yeah. D too Ex <laughs> look exactly <laughs> that part like especially when it comes to that whole rent thing because people I talk about this so much with people like to the point where I know my friends are tired of me but they keep asking me questions like they don't know who I am so I gotta tell them <laughs> they'll say stuff like oh you didn't your friend have that small business does she do that uh so and so and I'm like she does yeah, can you see it? Maybe she could just get me a little quick discount for for what? <laughs> do, do you have, are you subscribed to her email newsletter? No? Right. <laughs> oh, well, it sounds like you're not getting that email for those discounts, eh? I just, right. <laughs> okay. like, I have to let them know. And I'm like, come on, y'all. Like, I, this is literally what I do. Like, I promote yeah. small businesses. Y'all already know what time it is at Catan's Ooh. house. So don't come to me asking me for no discounts on my friend's stuff because they still have to pay rent. <laughs> Just like all exactly. these businesses have to pay rent too. And when you go right. to Walmart, I always use this example, but when you go to Walmart or uh, another business that is popularly known, you don't go up to the cash wrap and say, hey, so I know I got this coupon code and I know that it's on sale, but on top of that coupon code, you got an extra discount that I can put on top of that, like maybe a little <laughs> discount or something. Y'all can hook me up with that. <laughs> $4? Can't get that down to two? right <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that at walmart without being laughed at and then probably escorted out of the location so you know it, <laughs> it's not to be mean it's just to say that same loyalty that you have to these bigger brands who you they they don't have to do as much to get your dollar they don't yeah it's mm -hmm. not putting them down because we still shop like some of us still shop at these brands it's just saying that they don't have to do as much that a small business owner has to do to get your dollar. That sales associate at the cash wrap probably didn't greet you when you walked in and say, hey, how are you doing today? She probably didn't walk next to you and say, hey, what flavor are you getting? You getting this one or that one? Let me show you my favorite. <laughs> she probably didn't do that. Half the time when I go to stores, they run for me. I'm like, excuse me, ma'am, can you tell me what size? They're like, whoop. <laughs> they, try, they don't want right. to be seen and you know mm -hmm. that's their own thing you know maybe it's because they're they're not getting paid as much as they'd like to be or maybe whatever it is that the reason being that they are like that it's just that when you go to a small business or you're working with someone personalized one-on-one -on -one, you're already going to receive a different type of experience so the same way you give that that loyalty of I'm going to go and shop here and they don't have to help me. They don't really have to talk to me. They don't need to give me any advice. Yeah. You can ignore me too. I'm just going to check out at this cash wrap and I'm going to check my own stuff out. I'm going to do all of that. And I believe give that same loyalty to a business owner who is passionate yeah. and ready to take care of you. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, you know, but I'm going to end it on this note. Cause you know, I want nobody trying to come for me. Don't try to tussle with me, <laughs> but I'm going to end it on this note. Everyone has the right to shop where they want to shop. It's their hard earned money. So mm -hmm. you have the right to shop where you want to shop. 
But if you are talking about a sense of community and building these communities, all of these big businesses started off as a small business and their community were the people who poured into them to get them to the place that they are today. So we have to continue that sense of community before we look around and only see the same businesses and the same CEOs sitting in the seats and not enough uniqueness and diversity in all areas. So oh, yeah. if that if that matters to you, then we have to think about those things like, okay, you know what? I do need to go ahead and pay her that rent because when I go and pay my rent or when I go pay this car, I, I can't tell them that I'm just tired or I'm just not feeling it today. They're just going to take that car. So let me just go ahead and pay her that rent and say thank you for supporting small businesses because this woman works two times harder to make sure that we're able to have these spaces because the next person, they don't even have to work that hard and they still going to put you out lickety split. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, <laughs> It's just the same. It's it's business. It's about, you know, we do have to feed ourselves. We do have to have that rent taken care of. So, you know, yeah. that's all I'm saying. But I, like I said, I'm going to end that line note. Everybody has the right to spend their money how they want to spend it. It's just, if this is important to you, then it's good to think about these things. If it is okay. not important to you and you do not really care, um, you know, live your best life. I'm not telling you how to live it. It's just, don't come to me and ask me, does my friend have extra discounts? Because we don't have that. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> this can't right. you smell it. <laughs> you know, like, so, you know, that's that's just the, the bottom line that I, I kind of wanted to get across. Like, we all have our boundaries and we have to respect those. But um, yeah. is there anything that you ladies wanted to add before we close off this podcast? I feel like we had some really great conversation. Definitely. You know, I think Leslie said she's all good. Miriam's all good. Vanya's all good. Rico, you're all good? All good. Okay. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for joining. I'm extremely excited about this because this is actually my first um, my first time doing a group podcast like this. So after the podcast has been completed, I'm going to be sending out everyone a copy. I'm going to make sure that it's posted um, as soon as possible for um, on my podcast. So you can take that link, add it to your website, do with it as you please, as many times as you want. And it is permanent. So it will always be up there. I'm going to make sure to put your websites up there as well. So anyone who's listening to this podcast, if you're just interested in learning about these business owners, all of the links are going to be attached to the podcast. But I just want to say thank you so much for joining and sharing your experience and even though it may not feel like it in the moment, you are helping somebody in a huge way because there's people going through these things by themselves with no support and no one to relate to them. So they're thinking that they're, you know, is it just me? Am I just the one that needs to fix this? But the reality is that no, we're, we're all humans and we all have to take care of ourselves out of business and in business. So boundaries are important. But all right. Thank you, guys. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for having Thank me. You. Of course, of course. Bye-bye. Have a good night, ladies.